Timeless Voyager Radio, self-development radio for the open mind. Interviews with leading edge authors and speakers, psychic phenomena and the unexplained, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, government cover-ups, alternative health care, new technologies. And now, Bruce Stephen Holmes for Timeless Voyager Radio. Hang on to your seats, folks, because we're going to talk uh, with Linda West. Linda was abducted by extraterrestrials. Linda, welcome to the show. Uh, let's uh, let's frame this whole thing by talking about what happened. Now, first of all, you uh, were you ever interested in UFOs or any of that kind of activity before this um, thing? I was I was curious, but I was never really um, into it, um, into reading about it or actually thinking about it. But but like most people, you're curious about it. But you really, I mean, you now you're rather active because I know we met. Uh, a while back at one of the uh, UFO uh, meetings here in Santa Barbara. Yes, because I really wanted questions, answer, or excuse me, answers to my questions regarding the experience and the missing time, and I, I didn't know where to go. Hmm. Well, let's, let's see if we can frame this in a couple of minutes, because that's all we've got, about a minute and a half. Uh, basically, if I remember, you told me you were driving along the Ventura Freeway uh, between Camarillo and Ventura for people around the United States. That's, um, yes, uh, that's correct. That's basically a small stretch of highway, what, about 25 miles? About, about 20 minutes. Okay. 20-minute drive from point A to point B. And during that time, uh, you saw a light. Yes. I, uh, the, the funny thing was I had a passenger in my car. We did see a light. Well, what started off was, was a star. Among all the other stars, it was a clear night. But one of the stars that I was looking at seemed, I don't know, it had it had some kind of like a, a knowing to it and it stood out among all the other stars, but it did look like, like all the other stars and progressively the star began to um, get larger and larger and larger and it um, descended towards our, towards the earth and eventually towards our vehicle and um, now you told me you thought this was probably a plane that was about to. First we thought it was a star, then we thought it was an airplane, then we thought it was a helicopter, and then at the very end I thought it was possibly a motorcycle because it was, it was literally um, on, like on the freeway, like heading towards us, and I I was trying to rationalize what it could possibly be, but the whole time it wasn't making any noise at all. Now you told me you were getting. You thought you were going to collide with this thing, didn't we you? We did. We did. I actually let go of the steering wheel, and put my arms up to cover my face. I actually thought we were going to have crash, crash into it. But right before the point of impact, the the so-called light acted. It did something that was really strange. That that really made me question that it it wasn't a star, it wasn't an airplane or after. What it did was. Um, it stopped like in front of us, but above the car. And what what I saw was incredible and beautiful at the same time. Um, tiny little lights shot out from this this one huge light that we were looking at, zigzagged um, in, like in the sky, and then shot all the way back inside the light. 
and I, I thought that was really weird. They, they looked like like little Christmas lights. There was there there were tiny lights that just shot out, and um, then the light descended straight down. So that's when we thought it was a helicopter. Then the then the uh, light went under a bridge towards our car, and that's when my mind started thinking, well, "That's not a helicopter. That's it's on the freeway. It's a motorcycle." But my mind did everything it possibly could to rationalize this, this whole situation that was happening at the same time. In retrospect, all of those ideas were just like grasping at straws and desperate attempts. Now this happened two years ago. Uh huh. And November twentieth, uh, ninety-two. When was it? November twentieth. Okay. Now, what's interesting about this is that you arrived at your destination. Yes. Two hours late. Yes, yeah, so but we didn't know. We didn't right. know we were we were supposed to be home at ten. So I wanted to to, to frame this and let the the audience realize that the whole story that you've just told was all you knew. Mm-hmm. And then you arrived two hours late and could ex- could not explain where you had been. No, the thing was, my my mother was watching my children and she yelled at me because I I got home um, after midnight and um she, and this was at this started off this incident happened like at exactly nine thirty as soon as we got on the freeway and she uh, she I I swore up and down it wasn't nine thirty it was ten o'clock and she. <laughs> She, and I did look at the clock and just was blown away. All right, so now starts, uh, first of all, some problems you began to have. One of them, you explained to me, was called spontaneous invisibility. Um, that, that, was, uh, that was two incidences in one day. Along with that, yes, was um, um, lights in my house started to go on and off, and television and, and uh, uh, radios would, would, would turn on and off and light bulbs I sometimes would pop when I'd pass by so I, I would change I would buy brand new light, light bulbs and hold them in my hand and they'd just pop in my hand and flashlights and, and batteries and um, stuff like that it, it was really strange and I had seen and then I started seeing more lights in the sky like zigzagging and and stuff like that. Now, people have asked me, they said, Bruce, uh, did you ever see her become invisible? And I've said, no. <laughs> uh, and, and you have been on the well, television. I didn't know I was, I was... Right. Explain to people what it, what, what it was like and, and how, how you recognize the situation. How um, I went to a restaurant. I was supposed to meet somebody at the restaurant. I was supposed to call my friend from the restaurant and directions as to where, which restaurant I was at. I arrived and there's a, there was a sign that says, "Please wait here for you know hostess to seat you." So I stood there. A couple walk in and the hostess says, "Oh, table for two. I said, "No, table for one. I was here first. And she took the people that that came behind me, excuse me, after me, and seated them. And I said, "Well, hey, you know, I, I was here first. And she ignored me. Okay, another couple walk in. That happened. That happened five times. Now, of course, if it was New York, this would have been normal. But this was <laughs> California, right? No, I, I was. It was a really tiny little restaurant. There was only like seven tables in like the eating area. It was a real small, in, intimate, private little restaurant. And um, she would pass by, and I would say, "Excuse me, excuse me, I've been here." 
for so many minutes, and I was obviously upset. My, my voice was raised, so I went and sat myself down. And a water boy walks by with this big pitcher of water. Excuse me, excuse me, I'd like a glass of water, I'd like some menus. Um, I started yelling in the restaurant, and no, not one person turned and looked at me. So I said, well, I'm going to use the payphone in the back. So I went to use the payphone, and I paged my friend. Then I went and sat down. The, the payphone rang. Waitress answered it. Looked, She looked straight out at, at the uh, dining area, and I was waving my arm like, you, that, that's for me, that's for me. And um, she said, no, there's nobody here dining alone. Um, everybody else has somebody at their table. Uh, so she hangs up the phone and, and calls again. And then the phone call, the phone rings again. She has the same response, and I, I stood up, ran towards her, and said, "That, that, for me." She looked like right through me and said, "No, there's, there's nobody here that's, that's accepting your call. You, you, you know, your friend has not arrived yet." So the point was, after this incident, uh, you knew, or at least you were beginning to suppose, with all the lights flashing on and off and everything, that something had happened. And that your life had made a dramatic change. Yeah, it wasn't until nine months later that I realized that um, that I was washing dishes and I had a flashback of the light and the tiny lights zigzagging out of the big light. But before that, for nine months, nine months, I was having anxiety, panic attacks while I was driving my car. Uh, one time, I actually got physically sick and um, I I couldn't drive my car. Linda. Yes. Now. What we need to find out then is there's missing time. All of these things have happened. You finally uh, had to do something about it. What was it that you did? Um, I um, sought out a, a hypnotherapist in the Los Angeles area. Her name is Yvonne Smith. And um, I went through about four or five sessions with her, along with the passenger in my car. And... Um, we found out something that was really scary. We found out that we had come in contact with um, extraterrestrials. I, re I, really, I really have a hard time saying that because the whole situation from the star to, to, the, to the airplane, to the helicopter, to the motorcycle, let alone the missing time, clashes with, with reality and clashes with our perception of linear time. Out of that incident, I was um, under hypnosis. I was told that there's, that there's no such thing as parallel, there's no such thing as linear time, but, but I, was, I, I found out that there is such a thing as parallel time. And I explained under hypnosis that um, we, we move sideways. We have the ability to move sideways in time as opposed, as opposed to, quote-unquote, going forward and backwards. So that, that was really, really interesting that, you know, that I found out. Now, this is but, information that you didn't even know that you knew. No, I didn't know because in, my, in, 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 in reality terms, how could you, like, blink your eye and two hours go by and you, you not even be, become aware of it until somebody else has to point it out to you? That, that there's two hours missing out of your life. So it, I was really, really disturbed because my whole perception of time as, as we know it, 
as linear is is completely false and an and an illusion. Now, did were you uh, violated in any way by these people? Or? Um, I mean, you don't have to answer that if you no, don't want not, to. No, but. not at this. No, not at this incident. But my passenger was. Passenger in my car was. The whole time this was happening, she was screaming and yelling and and cussing, and I I did nothing whatsoever to comfort her to pull over the side of the road, or or use the call box to report like a, a aircraft going down and. My my behavior was was really, um, I was just really 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 passive, and um, that disturbed me because if an incident happened where my passenger was like violently ill or emotionally upset or there was a crash about to happen, I would have definitely pulled over to the side of the road. But in this instance, I didn't. So you were were not really reacting uh, according to the way you would normally react. No, that that really really bothers me. Because I I thought I had a, a free will, and I thought I had quote like more more compassion than than the way I didn't didn't respond the way I was supposed to. Do you remember seeing these beings? Um, no, but under not consciously, but under hypnosis, um, I do. They they wanted my friend, and I was shown a star maps. So basically. In the car, she was along for a ride. In the uh, abduction, you were along for the ride. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I was shown um, star maps, and I was I was I was given an explanation about time, but they they were they were physically interested in her. It was a year later that somebody came up to me and said, "Well, that's funny." That was around. That was about a week before Thanksgiving, I, in '92, and I, I said yes, and and I said, well, I know somebody that was on the freeway, and it was a week before Thanksgiving, and he saw these strange lights um, hovering above this bridge, and he was really disoriented when he got home, and his wife was really upset because he was late and he was disoriented. So I know I wasn't hallucinating because it would have been like a little mini, little you know, mini mass hallucination. I mean, there's so far there's three people that have witnessed something really strange. Now, have all three uh, given the same account during hypnosis? Yes, and and, and the uh, third party, the man that was on the freeway, did leave an uh, audio recording with the um, hypnotherapist, and I listened to it, and it, it just sent chills down my back because... So three people told the same story yeah. to three different... Uh, or th was it the same? Uh, no, it was different. It, it was kind of just like a word kind of like a guy going around the Ventura Santa Barbara area and I got a hold of it I, I you know somebody had told me about it and I thought that's probably the same night you know the same freeway and sure enough it was all right that's very interesting all right let's take our first call and find out what our listener has on his mind Jean out of Jonesboro Arkansas welcome to the show Jean hi Yes, uh, when you were talking about the spontaneous invisibility, something struck me as, as odd, uh, um, as familiar. Um, I had been doing some uh, experiments uh, with uh, bioenergy and that kind of thing, uh, uh, linking up with other people's uh, uh, nervous systems. Um, and uh, I was in a class, an, ana an anatomy and physiology class in, in a graduate level, and uh, we were getting our tests back, and I was afraid I hadn't done well, and uh, I really didn't want to be there. And uh, the professor did just like uh, 
uh, you had said, uh, looked right through me, uh, stated twice that uh, some of the people weren't there, and named me as one of the people who wasn't there. <laughs> he was the only one who couldn't see me at that point, uh, and he was the only one that I didn't really want to see me, I guess subconsciously looking back at it, it was kind of baffling. And then uh, one of the other students, finally, they looked puzzled, then they pointed me out, and at that point, you know, of course, he could see me. And uh, that was about the, that was what I wanted to relate. Yeah, that that ha- the incident happened to me twice that same day. I had later gone into the post office. Right. And it was most frustrating because um, I was not aware that I was doing that. Right. It was oh. just by people's reactions or lack of reactions around me. Right. I, I read a book since then that talks about some people who try to cultivate this as an ability. Uh-huh. Uh, his name was Steve Richards. It was a book called Invisibility. Oh, yeah, I just ordered that book. Oh, read it. I Do just it. ordered it, and um, it talks about, you know, manipulating electrons and um, right. stuff like that. Yeah. All right, John, any questions, or is that it? That was it, really. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Okay, and if you want to join us, 1-800-745-8255. We are actually talking about uh, the abduction that Linda West went through uh, however, uh, just for a moment there, we were talking about one of the uh, results, uh, which was, uh, in her particular case, uh, um, uh, spontaneous invisibility, although that wasn't the only result, was it? Uh, no. I had a lot of other little, little incidents that, that were um, pretty, pretty weird, and I've had other sightings. And the, the UFO abduction experiences and, and contacts have expanded to, like, other family members. Yeah, I was going to say, now, what about your children? Uh, my youngest one has the most contact. She's uh, four years old, and um, the, her stories are, are, are most incredible. Um, lately, well, last year she was being shown these these uh, quote unquote um, hybrid hybrid babies. She would say they're half they're half people and they're half ugly people with big heads and bug eyes. So um, uh, two weeks ago, they they came to her in, in her bedroom and and they showed her the, the same baby and and she said she told she told me later on she said the baby's big now the baby Mark Redding California nine months earlier the, the baby was was like still a baby so I I'm assuming that they're they're keeping some like updated progressive growth report. <laughs> or something, but... um, All right, let's take a call. Uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Redding, California. Yes, how are you? Okay. Uh, I have a friend who is an abductee, a bona fide case of abduction. She's uh, lectured at a number of the UFO symposiums. Uh, Initials are LD from the Sierra Madre area near uh, Pasadena, California. She has experienced similar... Uh, incidences of spontaneous invisibility, um, typically uh, in moments of high anxiety, fear, or anger, mm. uh, has actually been in situations where she was being followed by, who knows, people in trench coats, that kind oh, of Oh, men in black. That sort of thing, where even her personal friends were unable to see her uh, and people actually bumped into her while she was in this state. Uh, in one instance, when she was entering a restaurant, and the the other individuals who made physical contact with her while she was in the state 
of course, registered extreme horror and ran away. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, my my personal observation is that um, she apparently has, uh, at least up until about two years ago, had an implant um, behind her right eardrum that you could see with an otoscope, the kind of thing that an ear, nose, and throat doctor will use to look into your ear or up your nose or something. I've personally viewed this thing. Uh, in fact, the first version of this device was somewhat like an oblong horseshoe-shaped object, black metallic object that straddled the tympanic bones that go between the eardrum and the cochlea of the ear, sort of straddled it just sort of like, um, you know, sitting over the, the middle of it. Um, at some point, uh, she had experienced an abduction where she apparently had been uh, taken to a facility and uh, quite physically abused, which actually damaged this device. Apparently, this was some sort of a military facility. Mm-hmm and that subsequent to that there were two implants one in each of her ears which is continued to this point and i've seen both of those devices um and they have now completely eliminated the tympanic bones there is a a large uh, black metallic disc object behind the eardrum the eardrum shows visible signs of having an incision made and then being resealed uh, I would like to free the call up, though, for some others, so maybe you could kind of just tell me, uh, maybe bottom line, what, what would you like to say? Because you, you had a lot of information there, and I want to, you know, let it... Well, well I, uh, apparently there are other people that are experiencing this phenomenon. I, I know there's been a lot of skepticism in the media about abduction and, you know, the, the notion that we're being, uh, we're being visited by the Space Brothers from the Pleiades that are going to save us and the environment. But I can tell you from what I have seen, even as a skeptic myself, that the pho- phenomenon is, is, is real, that there, there are uh, things like this happening. As skeptical as I was, and it was shortly after um, visiting with this individual and befriending her that I had a major sighting of my own, which literally changed my life to see something cross five miles of airspace in less than a second without a sonic boom and make two right-angle turns and go up through a canyon at something close to about 5,000 miles per hour. I mean, it was unbelievable. So, you know... um, my only message is that um, there are things like this happening, and whether or not it's difficult to believe, it's better for us to keep an open mind and to observe what's going on around us so that we can better understand what's going on. Great call. Thanks, Mark, and thanks for listening to the show, too. Uh, Linda, your comment. My comment is um, that, yes, there is definitely something something going on. Um, I've, I've taken these events, that, that have happened to me and not so much um, had them affect me traumatically but but positively and um, I, I have no fear when I when I talk about it in the past I had skepticism and and just like intense fear and and almost like paranoia and you know and, and of course the anxiety attacks but since I've come to accept it and not deny it. It's, e- it's so easy to deny it because it's against your reality. I've heard this before, that denial is the worst thing that can happen when a person oh. has this experience. I, I've, yeah, it's pretty horrible. It manifests into physical physical illnesses. And Now, how is your friend? I mean, has she... Oh, is, she, oh she's traumatized. She's 
sick all the time. She cries every day. And this has is she is she is she in denial? Um, no, she's just well. She really, really thinks life just really, really sucks. <laughs> so, a lot of people think that, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and they haven't necessarily been uh, it's, abducted it's kind either. Of a, a poor me situation. Why did this happen to me? And I wasn't looking for this. And um, the funny thing was, when, when we first saw the light, the first words out of her mouth was, was um, "Oh no, not again!" And she put her feet up on the dash and started screaming hysterically. And um, I didn't know what she meant by that, because I, you know, I thought this star was, you know, like, like a falling star, airplane, helicopter, motorcycle, but... Um, so has she indicated to you now, in, the, in uh, let's say, in hindsight, that this is something that happened to her before? Um, y well, yeah, later, later on she had told, told me that she has had weird experiences, and her father was in the military, and her uncle, and grandfather and and they had seen UFOs you know while she was little and he was a pilot and stuff so I guess it's like a, a constantly ongoing thing now Mark brought up an interesting point in his call and and I think I should I should say something about that uh, and, and I've heard this before that once a person has a sighting it seems like their entire or an experience like yours where they're abducted or, or whatever or have contact with extraterrestrials it seems like from that point on they have sightings, and it seems like their belief system has completely changed. It, it is. I, I am more aware, and I'm more attuned to, to new ideas. My, my biggest, biggest shock was, was the concept of time. That really, really, really affected my life. And um, I don't live on, on a linear time schedule anymore. I don't have any clocks. Linda, we have a few moments. Uh, what would you like to tell listeners about the experience and how it's uh, perhaps affected your life? Um, I would like to say that, yes, it is going on out there, and you can make have the situation and also have it affect your life positively. It doesn't have to be a negative. That's about it. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, you're going to be on the other side again. Uh, possibly, and possibly sightings uh, this, earlier this year. Um, I was under an assumed name, Vero um, Romero, on the other side. So okay. if there's any reruns, I'm... Any particular reason why? Um, the passenger that was in my car was behind a screen, and she requested that, um, that my name not be... Um, Revealed, so now people are like writing down your name and writing down your <laughs> assumed name so they can find out what's going on, right? Well, I've talked to her uh, consequently since, and we've decided that, you know, we really committed no crime. We have really nothing to be ashamed about. We weren't mm -hmm. out looking for this situation to happen. And well, maybe I could have both of you on the show sometime. <laughs> yeah, possibly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least no one will know what she looks like. <laughs> no, I'm not embarrassed. I know, I know. Thanks so much for being on the show. Okay, thanks. Uh, Linda West was uh, very, very interesting, and, and I think uh, hopefully for those of you who uh, question whether there is such a thing as, a, as an abduction experience or not, uh, I think it was a very genuine uh, story, and, and uh, that's the point of Timeless Voyager Radio. We don't have an agenda here. Uh, basically, it's just to bring some information out that that many people may not have heard about or would just like to hear about in real time as opposed to uh, reading in a magazine or uh, stories. It gives you a chance to hear the people who are being 
affected the leading edge thinkers and speakers of our times.